Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we're going to talk about the Texas Constitutional Carry Law. That's right, Texas Constitutional Carry Law. It's going to go into effect on September the 1st. That's right, we're going to have some major changes to our Texas gun laws come September the 1st. Man, we haven't seen changes like this since 1995, and before that, it was like 1869. We're going to do some major changes to our gun laws, something that we've never seen before. They're going to do some things that, man, I never thought that would actually happen in Texas, the Lone Star State. We're going to move up that change to, to one of the most pro-Second Amendment states. We're almost there. We're not there yet. We're almost there. We're going to tell you why we're not there. We're going to tell you what we need to do to get there. We're also going to tell you some things about the Texas gun law that no one else is telling you. We're going to tell you some little tricky tricks there. Some things that happened the last two weeks of the, uh, the normal session where they made some backroom deals. And guess what? We got some good stuff out of that. If you have your license, we'll tell you about that. Uh, it's good to have your license to carry handgun come September the 1st for reciprocity. You know, even though the Texas Constitutional Carry Law goes into effect on September the 1st, if you want to travel in other states, it's good to have your license in order to do that. Because with a Texas license to carry handgun, you'll be able to travel in other states. Quite a few states out there, as a matter of fact. It's good to have your license to carry handgun if you're going to travel, if you're going to be within a thousand feet of a school zone. That's right. Under the federal law, not the state, but the federal law, you're actually violating the federal law if you carry a firearm, any weapons at all, within a thousand feet of a school. With a Texas license to carry handgun, as long as you're a resident of that of this state, you're exempt from the federal law. It's good to have a license to carry handgun if you're buying a firearm from a gun store, a federal firearms license dealer. When you walk into the gun store, like last year, March, April, May, June, July. Most of those transactions were delayed 30 days. They were actually violating the law. But guess what? If you had a license to carry handgun, you were able to walk out of the gun store with that firearm. 
But not if you did not. If you didn't have a license, you were delayed like 30 days. It's good to have a license carry handgun if you're 18, 19, and 20 years old and in the military. That's right. If I'm 18, 19, 20 year olds in the military, I can get a license carry handgun and carry handgun in Texas. But guess what? If you're not in the military, you got to wait till you're 21 to exercise your Second Amendment rights of the Texas Constitutional Carry Law. Also, school employees. If I'm an employee of a school district and I want to park in the parking lot of the school district, I got to have a license carry handgun to have my firearm in my vehicle in the parking lot of the school. That is a preschool, elementary school, middle school, or high school. You got to have your license carry handgun in order to do that. It's good to have your license carry handgun if you're on private property. You get more rights. More notice needs to be given to you as a license to carry handgun holder. When you walk in on private property, you go into someone's business, they have a sign posted, a 30.06 or 30.07 sign that's posted. says, hey, no handguns are allowed by a license holder. Let's say I didn't see the sign. I didn't notice it. Let's say that, that the letters were faded. Let's say it was on a glass door and that, that door opened up. Let's say it was on the back wall when I walked in. I didn't see it. I didn't notice it. As a license holder, they have to give me verbal notice. It's good to have a license carry handgun. It's good to have a license carry handgun if you're, guess what, going to a hospital, nursing home, or amusement park. Because here's how it works. As a, under the Texas Constitutional Carry Law, under the Texas Constitutional Carry Law, you will never be able to carry inside of a hospital, nursing home, or amusement park. But as a license holder, they have to give you notice. They have to tell you verbally or post a 30.0607 sign. It's good to have a license carry handgun if you're going to go to the airport. Because like I always tell people, at the Austin Burstrom Airport, it is the worst airport in the entire country where people forget and take their guns through security. But guess what? There's a state representative that made that mistake. He walked through the airport in Texas carrying his handgun with a license, and he said, you know what? This is messed up. They're charging me with a felony. A felony. I'm a license holder. I, you know, I didn't mean to do this. This is a mistake. So you know what they did? They changed the law. So guess what? As a license holder, a license holder who has a handgun, you go through that checkpoint. There's a my bad clause. My bad. They will allow you to go lock it up. So you can go lock it up, you know, or, you know, give someone a call, have them come pick it up or whatever. You got you go secure it and then everything's okay. But without a license on the Texas Constitutional Carry Law, that is a felony. As a, so in, the, in that situation there, it's good to have a life carry handgun if you're going to go through that checkpoint and make that mistake. But guess what? Even though you make that mistake under the, under the federal law, TSA, TSA says, hey, you know, even though the state of Texas is not going to bring criminal charges against you, but TSA, the federal government, we're going to fine you up to $13,000. It's good to have a license carry handgun when you're stopped by police. Because guess what? Under the Texas Constitutional Carry Law, there are quite a few things you gotta that police have to take into account when they pull you over if you're carrying a handgun. One, on the Texas Constitutional Carry Law, you gotta be 21 or up if you're carrying a handgun. We're gonna talk to Edwin Walker of the Texas US Law Shield. He's gonna tell us what's the difference between being in your vehicle and being outside the vehicle. Is there a difference? Is there not a difference? We're going to talk to Edwin Walker about that. Also, if you're 
Convicted of assault causes bodily injury, you cannot carry under Texas constitutional carry law. If you're convicted of deadly conduct, you cannot carry under Texas constitutional carry law. If you're convicted of terroristic threats, you cannot carry under Texas constitutional carry law. I need to ex- ask Edwin about those. Aren't those felonies? You can't do it anyway. Or, or maybe they're not. We'll ask Edwin, and he'll tell us. Also, disorderly conduct, discharging a firearm, you cannot carry under Texas constitutional carry law. Disorderly conduct displaying a firearm. You cannot carry in the Texas constitutional carry law. We're going to talk about that as well. You got to be able to walk to the gun store and purchase a firearm. You cannot be a convicted felon. Cannot be convicted. You know, cannot be a fugitive from justice. You can't even have a speeding ticket in another state cross over into another state. You're a confused. You are a fugitive from justice. You cannot carry a handgun in the Texas constitutional carry law. You can't be an addict. What if you have a <clears throat> medical marijuana card in, in Colorado? Guess what? On a Texas constitutional carry law, you cannot carry a handgun. You can't be a mentally defective. You cannot be an illegal alien. You got to be here legally. You can't be dishonorably discharged from the military. You cannot be convicted of assault, family violence, and you cannot be convicted of protective orders. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about that. We got Edwin Walker with the Texas U.S. Law Show on the show. He's going to break this down. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back and we're talking about the Texas Constitutional Carry Law. We're talking about permitless carry. We're going to tell you all the ins and outs on the show today. We're going to break this down for you. I want to tell you the good, I want to tell you the bad, and I also want to tell you the ugly. We're going to break it down. We want Texas to be the most pro-Second Amendment 
gun state in this country. We want to be number one. We don't want to be number two. We don't want to be number 50. We want to be number one, the most pro-Second Amendment gun state in the nation. Because you know what, Texas? We're kind of like our own nation. But you know what? Let's talk about alcohol for a second. All right, so when it comes to alcohol, man, you know what, Zach? Last year, you know, in 2020 for COVID-19, your bars had to shut down in Texas. All the bars, restaurants, you know, most businesses, they shut them down. If a bar wanted to open in 2020, what did the bars have to do in order to open? Uh, bars that wanted to open had to start serving food. They had to serve food. That means that they changed their liquor license to a restaurant. So they changed it from a bar to a restaurant. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know that 4,000 bars changed their liquor license to a restaurant? So what does that mean for handguns? And see, that's the problem. You know, our elected officials, when we do things in this state, we don't know that when you do something on the right, it affects things on the left. So when you did something like that, you said, hey, restaurant, you know, bars, bars, we're going to allow you to open the for COVID by changing your liquor license to a restaurant that changed their gun status and their knife status. That means that when you change a bar to a restaurant, that means that a license holder can carry a handgun inside the bar. And it also means you can take any size knife inside the bar that changed their gun status and their knife status. So now here we are 2021. Do you know that out of those 4,000 bars in the entire state of Texas, according to TABC, that changed their liquor license from a bar to a restaurant, Zach, do you know that none of them have changed their liquor license back to a bar? Not one? Not one. <laughs> Not one bar changed back to a, back to a bar. Yeah, there's a bunch on 6th Street on Dirty so, Six. So that means right now today, and here's what I'm going to have you do, people. I haven't had you do this before. We've talked about this for a year now, right, Zach? Yeah. We've talked about this ever since last year. We talked about it in May. We talked about it in June. We've been talking about this, you know, in, in like June of 2020. No one paid attention. So here's what I have you do for you, uh, have you do for me today, folks. I want you to pull up your phone and pull up the app store in your phone. I want you to do a search for TABC, Texas. Alcoholic Beverage Commission, T-A-B-C. Pull that up in your phone. In the App Store, when you pull this up, it's T-A-B-C Mobile. There are two options. You're going to pull the option up that says Mobile. When you download this app, you'll be able to do a search. You'll be able to do a search, and you'll be able to search for any bar. For example, you know, let's, you know, I want to check out a bar on 6th Street. So let's go to 6th Street, and let's say 6th Street, you know, the party district in Austin. Right, Zach? Yeah, and for the people who don't want to download the app, you can also go to the TABC website and do the same thing. But the app is just a little bit quicker and easier. So we could, we're going to go to the, either the website or the, the app there, and we're going to do a search for a particular bar. So I like to pick on the library. That's that, you know, you know, you know, you you want to text your your friends there. You want to say, hey, the library. I haven't checked on them in quite a while. For all I know, hey, they could have changed. Maybe they changed back to something else. So, you know, I'm at the library. I'm studying. You know, that's that that's that code word there. So when you click on, you download the app, you go down to the bottom of the app, you do a search, and you pull up the library. 
you'll pull up 407 bar LIB space LLC. You do it, pull that up. You look up their liquor license. On that liquor license, and by the way, their license is Mike Bravo space 1048148. I'm looking at it right now. And then it'll tell you red gun sign required. No. That means that currently right now, as a license holder, I can carry my handgun inside that bar on 6th Street. People, do you know that out of 90% of the bars that are located on 6th Street and Rainy Street in Austin, Texas, you can carry your handgun in all those bars with a license right now today? Wow. All of them. 90% of the bars on 6th Street and Rainy Street in Austin, Texas, with a license, you can carry your handgun in those bars. Now, Zach, ask me what's going to happen on September the 1st. What's going to happen on September the 1st? Man, you know what, Zach? I'm glad you asked. On (laughs) September the 1st, that means that permitless carry, constitutional carry is going to go into effect. That means that without a license, anyone that steps foot in the state of Texas, as long as you can qualify on the Texas constitutional carry law, you will be able to carry your handgun in those bars that are now restaurant on 6th Street and Rainy Street without a license in Texas. There's going to be a lot of guns and a lot of bars. Man, I cannot wait. I'm telling you now, I can't wait for September the 1st. This is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be great. You know what? I'm going to do something special at Central Texas Gunworks on September the 1st. When you walk into the gun store, you buy a gun, you pick up a gun, we're going to give you a beer. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what that means here in a little bit, a little later. Because some laws are going to change on September the 1st as far as license holders and being intoxicated. Something's going to change. You guys are not paying attention. Are you listening to me out there? This is going to be great. On September 1st, we're going to change some major things in this state. We're going to be able to drink. Some things are going to change. You're going to be able to walk into bars that are now restaurants. Oh, my God, I can't wait. You're going to learn today. Let me bring to the conversation Edwin Walker with Texas U.S. US Law Show. Edwin, principal attorney with Texas U.S. Law Show. Welcome to Come and Talking, sir. All right, Edwin, you, can you hear me now? Edwin, come on in there. All right, we're working on that. We're going to get Edwin on here in a little bit. All right, we'll get you take us a couple seconds there to get him on. All right, Edwin Walker, Texas U.S. Law Show. Come on in there. All right, we're going to take a couple seconds there to get Edwin on. We're having a little technical problems there. But, man, are you excited about this, Zach? I'm pumped. You're pumped? I'm not as pumped as you are. Man, I'm so excited. You are excited. Dude, you don't even know. I, you know what? You know, it, they've had so many different shootings downtown Austin. You know, and I told them, I said, downtown, you guys got to do something different. You got to do something different because, you know, every other weekend, you know, or at least, you know, every third weekend, there's like some kind of shooting that happens outside, you know, one of those bars. And it always happens about 2 o'clock in the morning. So you mean to tell me at 2 o'clock in the morning – you know, you got people that are downtown Austin in and out of bars. They're they're in and out of bars because there's no way in the world you go downtown Austin and you don't walk into a bar. Mm-hmm. And they're carrying guns right now, illegally. Yeah, those two people that got in the gunfight. 14, uh, 17, and, and 18, or whatever it was, or 19. Yeah, when they were shooting at each other, not one bullet hit its intended target. No, they we all hit bystanders. Right, so we had a mass shooting in Austin, mass shooting, 14 innocent people were shot. They couldn't even shoot each other. You better be a good shot if you're going to be shooting back at somebody in in a a crowd of people like that Uh (laughs) on 36th Street where it's like a a sea of people. 
I'm excited. Walking down the street. I can't wait. You know, I had a conversation with the Austin police chief. I, I get, grabbed him at a parade. I said, hey, chief, you know, Austin police chief, hey, do you know what's going to happen on September the 1st? I told, I explained to him this. I talked about, you know, the COVID-19. I talked about them changing their liquor license. I talked about, you know, what it is right now, what's going to happen on September 1st. And he was like, oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no? Dude, you need to, you need to get ready for this. This is going to be awesome. Man, I talked to the Travis County DA. He knew. I, none of the police officers in Austin knew about this. They don't know. But guess what? The DA, the Travis County DA, he knew exactly what was going to happen. He said, yeah. I'm aware. He said, Mike, what do I do? I'm like, dude, you're an elected official. Figure that, figure it out. I don't need to tell you what you need to do. I don't get paid to do your job. You figure it out. You're an elected official. That's not my job to, to figure it out for you. All right, so let me try to bring in uh, Edmund Walker one more time. Texas U.S. Law Show. All right. And so, man, I, I, man this is going to be exciting to me. This is exciting. I'm excited. Got your guns ready, got them polished and cleaned and Dude, ready to go. Let me tell you, I, you know what? I got a new holster, you know, a brand new custom holster. I'm not going to tell you where I keep my gun at all. They're going to have to figure it out. I'm going to have one on my left, one on my right. You know, I got a new holster for my 45 and a new holster for my 38 special. And boy, it's, it's on. It is on. I cannot wait for September the 1st. Constitutional carry. And you got to go to the range and practice too. Yeah, yeah. And then with everybody that's going to carry, you better practice. You better. But let me tell you about the alcohol, though. Do you know on September the first, when Texas constitutional carry law goes into effect, they're going to flip the script. You know what they're going to do? If you're a licensed holder and you're carrying a handgun, they're going to raise that legal limit of intoxication to .08. .08. Because it was no tolerance. That's right. As of right now, right now, if you're a license holder, you're carrying a handgun, zero's the limit. You cannot carry, you cannot be intoxicated. And now for the non-licensed holders after September 1st, they will be the ones with the zero tolerance. That's right. right? On the Texas constitutional carry law, you cannot be intoxicated at all come September the 1st. You can't even have any blood alcohol content. Zero. Zero's the limit. That's right. And that's everything. When they say everything, Zach, they're saying everything. You know Mm -hmm. what they say? They say... Everything, Zach. Everything. <laughs> Everything. That's what we're talking about. Everything. All right, and now Matthew online is asking, uh, what if a bar has a blue sign online, but they post a red sign? Then I tell you what. Hey, Matthew, what you do is you, do a, you get Texas and U.S. Law Shield. You do a screenshot on your phone, uh, what the liquor license says, and then you do a good job of concealing your handgun. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Bright Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, I got some questions online. They're asking me about the red 51% sign. Well, you know what? I'm not an attorney. I cannot give you legal advice. You know, but if I go to a business and I pull up the app and the app says that I can carry my handgun inside that business with a license, um, even on September 1st without a license, I'm going to look for a 30.05 sign. Come September 1st, they're going to create a new sign. I'm going to look for a 30.06 sign, a 30.07 sign. Um, if I don't see the sign, I don't notice it as a license holder. They have to give me verbal notice, a little more notice. What is this 30.05 sign? Ah, we're going to say that for Edwin Walker. Let's bring it to the conversation. Edwin Walker, principal attorney with Texas U.S. Law Show. Edwin, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Oh, it's uh, great to be here. Sorry, uh, we had some technical issues about getting uh, getting getting connected. No worries uh, at all, early. sir. Man, I enjoy having you on the show, Edwin Walker. Let me tell you, Edwin is the man. Edwin is like the best attorney in Texas when it comes to these gun laws. Let me tell you, no one else, the best, hands down. You know, and when I'm in trouble and I'm scared and I'm shaking, I call Edwin Walker. I'm telling you right now, this is the person I talk to. Well, thanks. I hopefully I can live up to that uh, illustrious introduction that you've given. So, Edwin, so, tell us tell also, us about this Texas constitutional carry law. Well, uh, one thing that I thought, because uh, you did a great job of outlining uh, like the benefits of license holders over non-license holders or people who just want to depend upon constitutional carry, in which uh, I don't know if I didn't, maybe didn't hear you or maybe you didn't mention it, but I figured it would be your absolute favorite provision, and that is the provision that uh, uh, license holders now uh, cannot be in any way excluded from public meetings, from yeah. open meetings of governmental entities. Yes, sir. That is the last and the final and the best one of them all, the icing on the cake. I figured you'd be uh, September 1st. You're, you're at the next Austin City Council meeting uh, sitting right in the front row with a gun on each hip. Come September the 1st, I'm wearing my bright, I'm going to get a brand new red shirt with black pants and brand new boots. I'm going to carry two guns, one on the left, one on the right, and I'm, I'm going to be sitting in the front row of the Austin City Council meeting carrying my handgun in the open with smiles from left to right. It was a lapse in judgment. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing about it is, is like that is really now I know that, that 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 unlike, you know, yourself, there's many people that say, well, I don't I'm not interested in carrying the governmental meeting or but it really that that provision sort of really is the most stark difference between having a license and not having a license, because the license holder, 
uh, as we have just said, cannot be kicked out in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but the unlicensed individual, the second they step in without any kind, there no notice is necessary. Uh, the second they step in, they're you know they they be charged with a felony. Mm. Felony. So a license uh, holder may not be removed. Correct. What if they're being rowdy? Well, I, that's a different crime. Right. So if they're being disruptive, they can they can be removed for being disruptive. But just simply sitting there minding your own business, uh, watching the city council go through their, you know, seeing them sweat in their seats, uh, not they taking would. their eyes off Mike Cargill. I'm just going to uh, smile. Yes, of course. This big brown (laughs) black face smiling from left ear to right ear. Let me tell you. And the thing, yeah, and the thing about it is, is that I had a good, I've got a good friend of mine um, who happens to be a city attorney of a, you know, a medium-sized city here in Houston, and he called me. And of course, in in our line of work, whenever we're talking to most people and we tell them something that they can't understand or that they simply don't believe. Uh, invariably, their next words are "You're telling me," <laughs> and that's kind of a and that's kind of a, a running you know running theme at our office is who's going to say you know when you tell them something you're telling me, <laughs> and of course him being a lawyer he's a little more sophisticated than you're telling me. But basically, that's exactly what he said to me. He's like, "Now, is it true? Am I reading this correctly?" Because <laughs> they've used they've used the thirty out six three out seven signs. And as he said, well, we, we can't even stop them from open carrying here. Nope, can't do a thing. Said, so all the signs in the world aren't going to mean a thing come September 1st. I said, well, you can take solace in the fact that you can round up all the unlicensed carriers you want. But anybody who comes in there with a license, you just have to let them sit there. But you know what, Edwin? I'm going to make a bet with you. I bet, you know what, it's questionable. Is constitutional carry in effect right now or does it really go into effect September the 1st? Cause you know what, I got a no. good, I got a good attorney, a real good attorney. Effect September first. <laughs> I got a real good attorney. No way. And I and, my, and no with my with my good attorney, you know, if I get charged with unlawful carrying a weapon right now, if we can push this case to court and I get a conviction between now and September the first, something's gonna happen. Well, you can get it expunged, <gasps> and so that is actually. We've actually tried that in a couple of cases uh, where somebody will be charged with a couple of different crimes. And we go to the DA and say, look, we'll just take the conviction on the UCW, uh, knowing that. And some district attorneys, they don't know. And so <laughs> they'll be like, yeah, okay. But yes, you can you can get the unlawful carry uh, conviction expunged. So explain that. Uh, so what's gonna, so with, with that, what's going to happen on September 1st with people that have convictions right now? You know, I jokingly make that, but constitutional carry will not go into effect until September 1st. What's going to happen on September 1st if you do have a conviction of unlawful carrying a weapon? Well, after that, uh, it's not automatic. You know, you still have your responsibilities for asking for the expunction. But uh, the expunction statute, i tell you what, just, just, just as kind of a side note, the expunction statute is one of the most complicated and difficult to understand and comply with statutes in Texas law. Um, it's chapter 55 of the Code of Criminal Procedure. And basically, a provision was added that if you have an unlawful carry conviction, that that is now a grounds to get expunged, which really is kind of groundbreaking because 
Um, expunctions are not handed out for convictions. Right now, expunctions only apply to people who were arrested uh, and maybe they were charged, uh, but certainly and being convicted or being placed on deferred adjudication uh, for any crime, you are not eligible for an expunction now. Uh, and the, the only change will be for the unlawful carry. And it re that really is a groundbreaking uh, statute because, you know, that kind of paves the way that if they start uh, if they start repealing a lot of these other laws, like the marijuana possession laws and things like that, are they ha has the precedence been set in the legislature that they're going to include similar provisions for people who are convicted of crimes that the state no longer views as crimes? But I guess that's a whole other topic for another show. And someone has a question. Uh, what about long gun restrictions? Because on starting September the 1st, some things are going to change a little bit about long guns. We haven't done that since 1869. Yeah, well, it is kind of interesting. And, and there'll be those people out there that will want to point this out as, um, I guess, as a negative. Or, or they'll say, well, you know, constitutional carry is not that great because now I can't carry my rifle. Uh, <laughs> you know, I can't carry my rifle to the polling place. Or I can't carry my rifle to, uh, you know, where, where professional sporting events. Or to a bar, um, which the thing about it is, is that yeah, since since Texas, uh, the, the evolution of the history of Texas law is very interesting because uh, whenever the original Texas Unlawful Carry Act was passed in 1871, basically what they did was that their their objective was not necessarily geared towards handguns. Obviously, that's the way we think about it, but it prohibited all weapons that could be concealed, and so it was a concealed weapons law. Uh, you couldn't carry, that's where our language that, that was repealed a couple of sessions ago, uh, dirks, daggers, stilettos, point yards, uh, those, that's where all that language came from. So all of these, these, these concealable knives, brass knuckles, uh, uh, pistols, uh, they were all put in there. And since a long gun is very, very difficult to conceal, it was never really even considered regulated. And so then when the legislature got around to saying, okay, these are the prohibited places for carrying, these are the places that we traditionally found in 4603. Uh, so the places where nobody could carry a handgun, uh, but then suddenly license holders get the ability to carry a handgun, those were then put in 46035. And so now, since 46035 has been eliminated, all of those prohibited places that were in 46035 have now been moved to 4603, which now means that places like hospitals, nursing homes, um, amusement parks, places that were previously exclusively left under 46035 are now included in the blanket coverage of you cannot carry a firearm, not specifically a handgun, but all firearms, long guns and shotguns, cannot carry a firearm, a location-restricted knife, or a club in this list of locations, which is basically doubled in size, because of the incorporation of the prohibited places in 46035. Because before that, you could actually do it. No one actually did it, but you could do it. And now yeah, you absolutely you cannot. It's a felony. Yeah, in fact, that's what, whenever um, the open carry demonstrators were, were doing their thing seven, six, seven, eight years ago, they were sort of demonstrating, if you will, uh, by going into places that served alcohol, 
uh, in bars, they would take their long guns in there because the alcohol prohibition only applied to handguns. And so their point being was that, look, I can carry my, I can carry my rifle in here. Why can't I carry a handgun? Uh, and the thing about it is, is that uh, there was a there was a little conflict between the alcoholic beverage code and the penal code. So what what happened whenever we would try to explain this to people is that uh, the penal law, the penal code will not penalize you for carrying your rifle into a restaurant that serves alcohol. However, the restaurateur, the permit holder, uh, risked losing his permit because the alcohol beverage code did use the word firearm instead of just handgun. And so that created a conflict, uh, which a lot of people didn't bother to understand. Uh, but now, you know, firearms are included in the prohibition, uh, moving the 51% places to the uh, to 4603. Okay, we come back from the break, Edwin. I want to ask you about vehicles. I want to ask you what's the difference between someone 18 years old and having a handgun in the vehicle versus being outside the vehicle under the Texas constitutional carry law. I want to ask you about gang members. What's the difference between a gang member now? Is there something going to change on September the 1st? Can I be a gang member and have a handgun in the vehicle on September the 1st? Can I be a gang member and have a handgun outside the vehicle under Texas constitutional carry law? We're going to break that down for you because something's going to change. And Edwin, what is ex what exactly is a gang member? Is this going to be in the eyes of the holder of the police officer? Oh, man, this is getting confusing. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Bright Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. All right, so we're back and we're talking with Edwin Walker, Texas U.S. Law Shield, the principal attorney. This is my go-to attorney, the one that I go to when I have issues and problems. I'm like, hey, I need some help. I go to Edwin Walker, Texas U.S. US Law Shield attorney the best gun attorneys in the entire state of Texas, the best gun attorneys in the United States. I think so. So let me ask Edwin. Edwin, let me tell you. Okay, let me ask this question. So I'm 18 years old. I'm 18, and I have a handgun in my vehicle. At 18, on the Texas constitutional carry law, am I good? Am I okay there with a handgun in my vehicle? Well, the constitutional carry law doesn't apply to you as an 18 year old, but what you still retain was not, that was not taken out of the law whenever they inserted all the constitutional game provisions is that an 18 year old still has the ability to possess and carry, <clears throat> pardon me, a uh, firearm, including a handgun on property that they own or that, or that they are in control of, 
or inside or in route to a motor vehicle or watercraft as long as that handgun is concealed. So it still does have to be concealed because one of the provisions that they did add was that uh, a lot of people who are very familiar with the with the carrying in your automobile, they know that you have to be lawful to possess the firearm. It, it has to be concealed, or if you're a license holder, it can be in a belt or shoulder holster. You can't be committing a, crim- a, uh, a crime other than a Class C regulation of traffic, or you can't be a crim- member of a criminal street gang. Now, the alterations that they did to that was they moved the criminal street gang provision to the unlawful people who are unlawful to carry statute, which is 4604. So that's been taken out of 4602. Uh, They added the fact that you have to be 21 if your handgun is in plain view. Um, And otherwise, it's pretty much the same. And so an individual who is 18, they can have it in their home or if they're renting an apartment or if they own a business or they're in control of the business, they can, they're covered, they're okay to take that handgun to their motor vehicle. But then at that point, uh, in the event that they're, they, they, at this point, they differ from the constitutional carrier. The constitutional carrier, the person who's 21, will be able to allow their handgun to be in plain view as long as it's in a holster, no longer just a belt or shoulder holster, so any holster you want. As long as it's in a holster, the 21-year-old can allow their gun to be seen the 18, 19, 20-year-old still must conceal that handgun. So put it in the seat next to you, put a blanket over it, you know, a jacket, put it in your console, put it in your glove compartment, put it in a box, something like that. So that's where the 18-year-old differs. And of course, uh, always remember that the 18-year-old is limited to those areas and carrying a handgun. You, they cannot carry it with them anywhere else. But in a motor vehicle, they're okay as long as it's concealed. Okay, so if I want to have it in the open in the vehicle, I have to be 21 years of age under the Texas Constitutional Care Law. And in a holster. And in a holster. Okay. All right. Which is which is a lot of a lot of uh, whenever they first came up with the open carry stuff with the holster requirement. Uh, I can't tell you how often, and I'm sure you experienced this the same in your classes and at your store. Uh, people were were obsessed with the uh, belt or shoulder requirement and wondering why they couldn't have it in a holster that bolted to their car, why they couldn't have it in a holster that strapped up under their uh, steering column. Uh, you know, everybody was looking for a way around or, or trying to walk the line with regard to the holster requirement. And it was one of the really, really good things that came out of constitutional carry. Of course, there was another bill that stood on its own that would have eliminated the belt or shoulder uh, holster, re- the, the, the belt or shoulder requirement for the holster. And so, yeah, if you basically, if you're uh, 18, 19 or 20, just that's one fundamental thing that you can remember is that in situations where you do get to carry a handgun, um, don't, don't carry it in the open in your car. And another question for you. So someone just sent me this. They said, Hey, um, Mike, did you know that under the second amendment rights? Well, I think it's talking about the, under one of the bills they passed this last session, persons between 18 and 21 can get a handgun if they are protected under a protective order. Department of Public Safety, Chapter 411.1732, there will be a special designation on their CHL. I believe he means the LTC license carry handgun, noting that they have the right to carry per protective order, provided the applicant passes muster on other fronts. 
Uh, this applies only to applications for handguns processed after September the 1st. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, that's a new provision that, and actually there's two provisions. There's there's one about, uh, they basically do the same thing. Uh, one of them deals with protective orders for families. Uh, one deals with uh, magistrate orders and other types of orders that protect against domestic violence. So basically what the legislature did was they said, look, there's a lot of people who need to carry a handgun for their own protection. There's actually been a judicial finding that they are in imminent danger of having violence perpetrated against them, uh, usually by somebody uh, in their family. And so those folks were really put into a bind in that they were statutorily ineligible to get an LTC. And now under the constitutional carry, they're ineligible to constitutional carry because they're between the ages of 18 and 20. And so the legislature made an accommodation that uh, just like, as you mentioned in the introduction of your show, members of the military who are 18, 19, 20 can apply for and receive an LTC. Now people who are the protected party or the victim under a, any type of protective order, a magistrate's emergency order, a proper protective order, a protective order issued under the Code of Criminal Procedure, a protective order issued under the Family Code, uh, they now have the ability to, uh, to get an LTC even though they would otherwise be ineligible simply because of their age. Now, obviously, they still have to meet the other eligibility requirements. So if you have a 19-year-old who's a protected party, but they're a convicted felon or uh, they have, a, a, you know, they have a, a DWI conviction three years ago, they're still going to be ineligible. So you otherwise have to be eligible, but if you're a protected party, the age requirement no longer applies to you. Okay. Now, let's go back. Let's talk about gang members. What about gang members, Edwin? So if I'm a gang member, can I have a handgun in my vehicle after September the 1st? Because before September the 1st, you cannot be a member of a street gang and have a handgun in your vehicle. But after September the 1st, can I be a street, a member of a street gang and have a handgun in my vehicle? Uh, yes, you. Uh, well, no, you can't have. You can't be a member of a criminal street gang and have a handgun. Um, and members of criminal street gang, there were actually a couple of bills that were proposed that would have clarified that not only do you have to be the, that. Basically, getting on the list, it is, and and you know, I don't want to look like I'm the you know defender of criminal street gangs. I'm not the you know MS13 lawyer. You know, actually, the most. The, uh, the the types of criminal street gang people that we have seen that are most apt to get charged with this are not Crips and Bloods, not MS-13, uh, not Latin Kings, uh, but biker gangs, because they're the ones that are out on the road. They're the ones that are being stopped on traffic. They're the ones that have guns in their vehicles. And so, no, if you are a member of criminal street gang, you still are prohibited. Now you're prohibited under 4604. However... Um, the one, the you know, one of the major exceptions to this, and which it's been an exception the entire time, so this is not new. But one of the exceptions to this is is that that if the member of a criminal street gang is an LTC holder, then it doesn't apply. Now, believe it or not, as recently as last month or the month before last, uh, I had a case in Harris County involving a motorcycle enthusiast. We shall call them. Uh, who was stopped and who was arrested because he was carrying a handgun, he immediately protested to the police officer, I, I have an LTC. I told you, I handed you my LTC 
when you stopped me. You know, yes, I have a handgun on me. And not only did the police officer, who was a member of the biggest police department in Harris County, I think we can figure out which one that is, uh, who should know better, and especially the Harris County DA who took the case on intake, should have known better. And certainly the chief of the misdemeanor court that I had to go argue against absolutely should have known better that the prohibition just simply doesn't apply to members of a criminal street gang who have LTCs. And in fact, this prosecutor actually went to court and argued. I don't know how much she believed in her own argument, but she actually argued uh, that that was a uh, that the legislature did not intend to make criminal street gang members who had LTCs accepted to the law in 4602, uh, which of course the judge did not believe. Fortunately, so he didn't make us go to trial. Uh, the judge found no probable cause throughout the case. I can't believe she actually made this argument as type of legitimate, but the legislature clarified that now this year. Uh, they have eliminated that possible argument because they actually made an intended decision to move the criminal straight gang prohibition from 4602 to 4604, but then they specifically wrote another exception into 4615, specifically noting that it is clearly the legislative intent that members of criminal street gangs uh, who have LTCs are not violating the law. Wow. So you put it in non-applicability is what you're saying. Yes. Wow. All right. So as, and, a, as, and, a, so as a member of street, a criminal street gang, I can have a, I cannot have a handgun, cannot have a handgun in my vehicle, and I cannot carry on the Texas Constitutional Carry Law, but I can get an LTC and carry a handgun. Well, yeah. No, you can carry under the uh, Constitutional Carry Law, too, as a criminal street gang member. You just can't carry in your car. That's one of the interesting things. Oh, is, okay. Hold on, Edwin. Prohibition... I'm going to have you explain that when we come back, and then I'll cut you loose there. We're talking with Edwin Walker, Principal Attorney, Texas U.S. Law Shield. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so I need to get Edwin to clarify something for me because I've been saying this wrong, you know. So, Edwin, you're saying that as a street gang member on the Texas Constitutional Carry Law, you can carry handguns starting September 1st, but you cannot have a handgun in your vehicle. Correct. As odd as it may sound, and that this is exactly what I was alluding to earlier, you know, you should have said, you're telling me. Um, <laughs> you're, so you're telling me, Edwin Walker. You're telling me. Uh, and that's one of the that's one of the things is that the development of the Constitutional Care Bill is a fascinating case study in legislation and how it starts off doing one thing and it transforms and maybe it creates things that surprises people. Maybe it was intended, maybe it was accidental, but it really was fascinating. So when they decided to pull out the criminal street gang pro prohibition, now keep in mind, the only place it existed was in that, that being able to carry a handgun in your car without a license uh, provision. It was created in 2005 when it was originally created as a definition, if you will, of traveling. And they moved it from 4615 to 4602. And they kept this criminal street gang. For some reason, the legislature were fascinated about criminal street gangs and automobiles. And I'm assuming that's just because 
they didn't mind, you know, they, the criminal street gang members were already prohibited from carrying handguns around in, you know, just through the Walmart parking lot. And they were concerned about drive-bys. And so they said, okay, motor vehicles, can't have a motor vehicle. So when they take that out of 4602 and they replace it uh, with 46.04A-1. And so this is a brand new provision of people who are not allowed to have handguns or not allowed to have firearms. It's in there with felons. It's in there with people committed, uh, you know, who've committed misdemeanor crimes and domestic violence. It's in there with, uh, um, you know, you can't sell a, you you can't give one to an intoxicated person. It's it's all there in 4604. They added A-1, which I'll go ahead and read it verbatim. So we all are on the same page. A-1, new A-1 that will go into effect September 1st says, a person who is a member of a criminal street gang as defined by section 71.01 commits an offense if the person intentionally, knowingly, or recklessly carries on or about his or her person a handgun in a motor vehicle or watercraft. And so that's the provision. It's not criminalized under the new 4602. The provisions of uh, 4602, which reference 4604, reference 4604A, B, and C, uh, which is the uh, the felony, the misdemeanor crime of domestic violence, the people under protective orders, uh, they can't carry. But this new provision, A-1, is only, you know, it's, it's brand new, it's there, uh, but then it is specifically mentioned in uh, the new 46.15b as included in the list of inapplicabilities, which includes people who have license. And so, yes, to think about this logically, which, like I said, you may say, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. Uh, there can be, and, and I, I, I've sort of suggested this, maybe facetiously, maybe they... Uh, don't, but, uh, you know, the person in the, the military or traditionally the person in the military who's had charge of weapons is the quartermaster, right? And so, uh, <laughs> and so I have kind of joked that each, you know, criminal street gang should have a quartermaster who is a licensed to carry holder. Uh, the members of the criminal street gang, when they're traveling, they can turn all their weapons over to this quartermaster who then can lock carry them in his motor vehicle and then whenever they get to their destination redistribute uh, the the handguns to the people who don't have LTCs and now they can lawfully carry as long as they're not in a motor vehicle or watercraft mm, that's a good point that's a, that's a way to get around it let me tell you wow so yeah, I'm sure the police would really freak out if they stopped one of these motorcycle enthusiasts and looked in his saddlebags and found two dozen handguns say, that hey, he was carrying for other members. I'm an LTC holder. I can legally be in possession of all these these firearms. Exactly. Wow. Man, Edwin, thank you, sir. I know I held you over a little longer. I know you got to go. You got an appointment there. Uh, but I really That's appreciate okay. you. And I'm going to have to get you back on because there's so many questions I have about this stuff. And I really appreciate you breaking it down. And like I said, I, when I talk to you, I always learn something because I had that wrong, you know, about the criminal street gang. And I'm glad I talked to you about it because you corrected me. And I really appreciate that. Sure. Well, Mike, I'm, you know, it's always a pleasure being on here and, um, uh, you know, look forward to being here again. Absolutely, sir. Thank you very much. That That is Edwin Walker. He's the principal attorney with Texas U.S. Law Shield. 
They are the best legal program. If you're going to go out here, you're going to carry your gun, I suggest you strong. I strongly urge you to get a legal plan. Get Texan U.S. Law Shield. You know, we've had shootings that have happened all around the country. Like uh, last year, 2020, you had a shooting that we talked about last weekend. Uh, we talked about this last weekend that happened in Austin. where you had a young man, United States Army sergeant, who was driving for a ride share company. He had a handgun in his vehicle, license holder. He's, he's driving part-time for Uber. He drops off a pasture on the 6th Street, goes to Congress, makes a right turn. He's faced with protesters. And boom, he had to defend himself. Well, guess what? That sergeant in the United States Army did not have a legal plan. He now has to have a GoFundMe page to pay for his legal expenses. You know, even though we know on September the 1st, when constitutional carry goes into effect, you can carry a handgun. Do you have a legal plan? What are you going to do if you have to use this firearm? The Travis County DA, they're going to bring charges against you. They do not like, he does not like guns. Jose Garza does not like the Second Amendment. He is not pro-Second Amendment. You pull your gun out, you use it in Travis County in Austin, Texas, or Harris County in Houston, Texas. Kim Olga, she Olga, she's going to bring charges against you. So I strongly urge you to get a legal plan. Get Texas and U.S. Law Shield to defend yourself. Because once you protect yourself, who's going to defend you in court? I cannot stress that enough. I cannot tell you how many phone calls we get throughout the week of people that have had to use their gun for self-defense or use something, anything, their fists, their hands, some keys, a stick, a bat, a knife to defend themselves. And now they're in trouble. Because maybe they, you know, maybe they said the wrong thing. I don't know. You got to exercise your right to remain silent. You have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. I cannot stress that enough. Get a legal plan and shut your mouth. Your mouth is your worst enemy. Shut it. Close it. You have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. I had a friend of mine who is a state trooper gave me a call this week. And he was asking me about, you know, some things, you know, about the law and stuff like that. And then he, he was making a joke. He's asked me, hey, you just posted something on social media. You know, Mike, you know, what's this thing you posted on social media about? I said, excuse me, I don't talk to cops. You a police officer. I don't talk to you. I don't answer questions to police officers. I have a right to remain silent. <laughs> That's right. Exercise your right to remain silent. Shut up. Even though he's my friend, he's a cop. I don't talk to him. You can talk to my attorney. That's what my attorney is for. <laughs> you're going to learn today if you don't learn nothing else. You're going to learn that. <laughs> so that's right. So I, I'm grateful with Texas U.S. Law Shield. They defended my family, my parents. They defended uh, some college students You know, back in the day. They defended my employees when it comes to the Second Amendment. Uh, so I, I, I cannot stress this enough, people. You're going to go out there. You're going to carry a gun on September 1st. You're carrying a gun now. You can have one at home. You can have one in your vehicle. You have to defend yourself. You have to pull that gun out and use it. You're going to need a legal pro program. Texas U.S. Law Shield will defend you. They are undefeated, have not lost the case. Get Texas U.S. Law Shield. I cannot stress that. I'm begging you. I beg you to do this. Don't call me. I'm not an attorney. I cannot give you legal advice. I'll listen to what you have to say, and I'm going to hang up on you because I'm not an attorney. I cannot tell you anything. I cannot give you advice. I cannot stress that enough, and I cannot tell you how often this happens to us. The phone calls I get throughout the week when people ask me these questions, All right? So, uh, man, uh, 
Man, Zach, what do you think about that? That's a lot of good information there Edwin gave us. Yeah, that's a lot. I always like when Edwin comes on. A lot of good stuff, DJ. And you, you got a new tool that you... I don't know. You want to talk about it now? Okay, maybe not. All right, so... <laughs> Can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. Never mind. We won't talk about that. Moving on. All right, so, man, we come back from the break. We're going to talk about some current events. We want to talk about um, some shootings that have happened. I want to talk about uh, uh, some things that are in the news. Man, there's a lot going on in Cuba. You hear about that? Cuba, they're asking for it. There's a revolution in Cuba. They're saying, hey, uh, we, need, <laughs> we need something to change here in Cuba. And, and, and people are saying, you know, it's, it's, they're, say, they're, well, they're calling it a revolution. They're calling it a civil war. And I say this is not a civil war in Cuba. A civil war is when both sides have guns. In this case, you have one side have guns, another side have sticks. That's not a civil war. That is a massacre, people. There's a massacre that's happening in, in Cuba right now, and your mainstream media is not talking about it. They're talking about other places. They're not talking about what's happening in Cuba. These people are being slaughtered in Cuba because and they don't have guns because as a regular citizen you cannot have guns in Cuba. So this is why I love the United States. This is why I love Texas. That's why I stay here and I defend this state. This is a Lone Star state. I'm going to stay here to defend it to my very last breath. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk it. Peace. This is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk it Radio with Michael Cargill. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. And let's, uh, Matthew Rivas says, let's talk about how you need an AR-15 with nukes to threaten the government, according to Biden. But the shaman and the dude with a chain mail and a sword in the January 6th riots almost toppled democracy. Come oh. on, man. <laughs> And Anias Hassel, man, that's my old platoon sergeant back when I was in the United States Army. He says, sound off, pass, and review. Man, I remember those days there, Anias, let me tell you. That's right. Ah, my feet still hurt. <laughs> All right, so I want to talk about uh, current events. Let's talk about the Nationals and Padres game that was suspended after a shooting outside Nationals Park. Let's talk about that. So Saturday night's game between the Washington Nationals and San Diego Padres was suspended after multiple gunshots were fired outside Nationals Park in a chaotic scene that ended with fans on the field and in the dugouts. Man, this shooting happened on South Capitol Street near an entrance to the stadium. Police said there were three victims, a woman who was found wounded outside the stadium, and two others who showed up at a hospital at a short time later were taken into custody. Now, according to Ashen Benedict, the D.C. Police Executive Assistant Chief, said police chief believed that the incident was gunfire from at least one car toward another. They recovered one of the vehicles believed involved and are seeking another. One of the people shot was a woman who was attending the game. Now, Benedict said all of the victims' wounds were believed to be non-life-threatening. And police officials initially tweeted that there were four people they thought were wounded in the incident, but later updated the number to three. And police were trying to determine what led to the gunfire, but noted that they believe it was unrelated to the game. 
Just a simple drive-by shooting. Just <laughs> this just happened outside the game. Boy, they had people running for dear their their dear life. Did you see the pictures of that, Zach? It was crazy. Man, people are hopping over seats. They're running to the dugout. You know, I bet you they wish they had a gun. They bet a bunch of people got injured when they're just trying to jump over something. Oh, yeah, just trying to get from all that stuff. Exit. I bet you want to change. I bet you go to your elected officials and say, hey, we need to change the laws about uh, professional sporting events. We need to carry a gun. (laughs) (laughs) No, knowing them, you know, they just want to ban guns. Ah, they want to ban. That's right. Uh, That's their solution to everything. Just ban them all, right? Ban that. Ban. Something happened, just ban them. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no ban. More guns equals less crime. I'm stuck on that. All right, so I want to go back. I'm going to, you know, make sure we understand this Texas constitutional carry law that's going to go into effect on September the 1st. So, yes, yes, yes. Constitutional carry is going to go into effect on September the 1st. That means that anyone, as long as you can legally possess a firearm, will be able to carry said firearm as long as you're 21 and up. Got to be 21 and up. At 18, you can have a loaded handgun in your vehicle at 18. But you will not be able to step outside that vehicle, you know, and go about your day until you turn 21 under Texas constitutional carry law on September the 1st. We call this we're calling this bill, uh, this law here, the Firearms Carry Act of 2021. You also cannot be convicted of assault causes bodily injury. Man, I tell you, next week, we're going to have to ask Edwin about that. You know, I want to ask him about assault caused bodily injury. I want to ask him about deadly conduct and terroristic threats, you know, because I wonder why they added that in there, because I thought all of those were felonies. You know, I got to ask Edwin about that. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be. Uh, we'll ask him about that next week. Also, disorderly conduct, discharging a firearm. Hey, you know what? You cannot carry on the Texas constitutional carry law. Also, if you're convicted of disorderly conduct, displaying a firearm, you will not be able to carry a handgun under Texas constitutional carry law. Uh, federal law, you know, when you walk into the, into the gun store and you know how you fill out the 4473, and on that form, they ask you a bunch of different questions. You know, they ask you to put in your first name, your last name, your middle initial, your date of birth, your height, your weight. You know, they ask you all those little questions there. And you fill out that form. Well, guess what? There's some things on there, you know, that says, hey, is this gun that you're buying for you? Make sure you're not a, it's not a straw purchase. Uh, it says also, are you under indictment or, you know, in a, any information in any court for a felony or any other crime for which the judge could imprison you for more than one year? If you are, you cannot carry under Texas constitutional carry law. There's a question that says, have you ever been convicted in any court, including a military court, of a felony? If so, you cannot carry a handgun under Texas constitutional carry law. It says, are you a fugitive from justice? That can be something as simple as a a ticket, a a, a speeding ticket that you received, and you cross state lines, you are now a fugitive from justice. You cannot carry the Texas constitutional carry law. It says, are you an unlawful user of, addicted to marijuana, any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? That's, man, that's crazy. You cannot carry the Texas constitutional carry law. That means if I have a marijuana use card, from another state, then I cannot carry in the Texas constitutional care law, and I cannot buy a gun from a gun store. That means if you smoke a joint on occasion, then you can't have a gun. You can't carry you under Texas constitutional care law. You cannot. They, they're talking, man. They're talking everything. They're talking everything. 
We're talking. Also. That too. Uh-huh. That's crazy. But yeah, the uh, assault causing bodily injury yeah. in Texas is a class A misdemeanor. Oof. Man. And have you ever been adjudicated as a mental defective or have you ever been committed to a mental institution? They lock you up against your will. You cannot carry in the Texas constitutional carry law. Have you ever been discharged from the armed forces under dishonorable conditions? I know a lot of people that have been discharged from the military in dishonorable conditions, you know, and that will bar you from buying a gun ever and also keep you from carrying the Texas constitutional carry law. That is very serious. And people don't realize that when you get out of the military, they kick you out, and it's just it's a dishonorable dishonorable conditions that affects your gun rights forever. Are you subject to a court order, including a military protection protection order issued by a military judge or magistrate, restraining you from harassing, stalking, or threatening your child or an intimate partner or child of such partner? You cannot carry on the Texas Constitutional Carry Law. You cannot purchase a firearm. Have you ever been convicted in any court of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence? Or are you or have you ever been a member of the military and been convicted of a crime that included as an element that the use of force against a person as identified in this instructions that they're listing here? Man, this is crazy. You cannot carry in the Texas Constitutional Carry Law. Have you ever renounce your United States citizenship. If you have, you cannot carry the Texas Constitutional Care Law. Are you an alien illegally or unlawfully in the United States? If you are, you cannot carry on the Texas Constitutional Care Law. If you're here legally, then you can. You can be a, you can be from another country and carry the Texas Constitutional Care Law. Do you know some states, Zach, uh, that have a constitutional carry law? Half of those states um, that the, the way the law is written, you have to be a resident of the state in order to carry on a constitution. Can't just be a visitor. Not a visitor, yeah. But in Texas, we say, hey, come on to Texas and bring your guns with you. As long as you're here legally, you meet this criteria here, you can carry your handgun come September the 1st without a license. So you don't have to live here. You don't have to live here. You can be a visitor. Be here for spring break. Come on down to Texas. Come on to Texas. Bring your guns. The Lone Star State. Or come Texas is like a whole other country. It's his own country. You gonna learn. We tried to secede a few times, anyway. We tried. Hasn't been successful. Not yet. Still working on it. From what they tell me, we have something like uh, it would be the the one of the top twenty GDPs in the world. Just Texas. That's right. right. Yeah. If we were to break off, we could be our own country. It would definitely cripple the United States. It would cripple. Yeah, it would. It would it definitely would. cripple the United States. They can't afford to lose Texas. Mm-hmm. As goes Texas, we'll go the rest of this country. Yeah, then uh, presidential elect- election would go Democrat every time. That's right. Can't lose Texas. They need Texas. Yeah, don't lose us. Be good to us. That's right. You better treat Be us good right. To us, U.S. Treat us right. <laughs> you don't treat us right, we're going to leave. We'll pack our stuff up and go home. Take our toys and leave. That's right. All my toys, my big toys and my little toys. You know what I don't like, though? I don't I, I don't like the fact that they passed a bill that says I can't fire a firearm uh, from a drone. I think this that's the one of the first anti-gun legislations that came out of this governor and also came out of this legislative body. Cartels are doing that. You cannot fire a gun. They, as of September 1st, you would not be able to fire a gun, a firearm from a drone. You could before. You could before. Well, technically you couldn't. 
There's yeah. there are other, there are other things in the law that says you really can't, but they made it clear that you cannot do this come September the first. I don't like that. To me, that's the you know that's the anti-gun legislation. All right, so I hope we broke all this stuff down to you uh, today. Um, hope you learned a lot. Uh, definitely, you need to take a class. You need to get some uh, legal plan. You need to get a legal plan if you're going to carry a gun. Talked about that. We talked about the pros and the cons. We're going to talk about more uh, next year. I'm sorry, next week. But keep this in mind. It's good to have a license you're going to carry in other states. It's good to have a license you're going to be within the school zone. It's good to have a license if you're going to buy a firearm. It's good to have a license if you're 18 and 20, you're in the military, you're the LTC. It's good to have a license if you're a school employee. It's good to have a license if you're on private property. It's good to have a license if you're going to be in a hospital, nursing home, amusement park, need more notice. It's good to have a license if you forget and you carry in the airport. It's good to have a license if you're stopped by police. And guess what? The number one thing on my list is good to have a license because on September 1st, I'll be able to go into city council meetings and open meetings and carry a gun in the open or concealed in the state of Texas on September 1st. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.